some curry of carrots in my garden. Tell me, are you listening to curry of carrots? Curry. How do you like that new career carrots intro, Elena? I think it's amazing. Yeah, we just want to recognize that uh, we had someone custom make a podcast intro, and so I want to just give a shout out to Francis Arvalo who did the production, David Tallarico who mixed it, and a friend, a good colleague, Missy D. If you're not listening to Missy D, you are missing out. Uh, and Missy D providing the vocals with original lyrics. So. Really neat that we have that intro and uh, really appreciate all of them. You can check out their Instagram handles in the episode descriptions. So let's get to it. Welcome to Career Carrot, your favorite podcast about careers. I'm Rob Kim, bringing the career professional perspective. I'm currently a career strategist in the faculty of Land and Food Systems, which we call LFS, at the University of British Columbia. Hi, everyone. My name is Elena, and I- I'm here to bring the student perspective to this podcast. So I'm currently a third year dietetics student in the faculty of LFS here at UBC. And I'm also a UBC LFS mentorship program work learn student. And before we begin, I'd like to take a moment to acknowledge that we're on the traditional ancestral and unceded territory of the Musqueam people. Great. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about something we've struggled with or failed at uh, with in our career. And so we're going to share a couple of stories around that. But before we get into it, uh, it's really good to see you again, Elena. Yeah, good to see you again, Rob. Uh, I'm wondering, what's something that you've done to take care of yourself this week? Um, I created a vision board. I don't know if you've heard of that, but it's pretty, pretty in for 2022. And I also cleaned my room. So starting off clean, I guess. How about you, Rob? Well, actually, I have a couple of quick questions, like vision board. I've never actually created one for Mm -hmm. myself. So what does your vision board kind of look like? Is it mostly pictures? Is it words? Like what? Tell us a little bit about your vision board. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. So I kind of find photos off of either Pinterest or Instagram, and then I upload them to Canva. Oh, wow. And so I've actually set it as my Mac background. So every time I open my Mac, Mm -hmm. I like see it. And then that kind of just sets my intentions for the year. It's something new that I'm trying this year. I like that. So it's like persistent on the Mac background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you give us a snippet of what's on the board? Like what's one of those things? Yeah. Um, Fall in love or like... (laughs) like I have a photo of workout gear. And then I have like a quote that says a healthy lifestyle not only changes your body, it changes your mind, your attitude and your mood. Trying to keep that positive mindset. Interesting. Maybe I'll try to do some version like if you had my iPad or the phone. Yeah, setting your intentions for the year. Um, But what about you, Rob? What have you done to take care of yourself? Uh, I took a shower. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Well, I mean, sometimes when you work from home, you know, you don't need to take a shower for a good you day. You just forget. Uh, not forget, you just get lazy. Uh, but seriously, <laughs> I, I've been actually recording all my work that I've done from 2021. So I think a lot of us, we spend a lot of time doing things and we don't actually take stock, uh, celebrate, appreciate what we've done. Mm-hmm. So 
Um, I use an Excel table to go through and track how many participants I had at all my webinars, how many webinars I've done. We have to report that for the Center for Student Involvement Careers mm -hmm. anyway, but I also like to have that data so I can actually share that with my supervisor, LFS, uh, these sort of things. So it's a fascinating thing that I hope some of you might consider moving forward of. Uh, if you want to take stock in the way that you're doing, let's say monthly, quarterly, at the end of the year, what I like about it, it pushes you to then think about well, what are the systems I'm creating mm -hmm. in order to actually have data to record. So mm -hmm. um, that's using Qualtrics in my case or making sure I'm noting attendance figures, these sort of things. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it sounds really boring, but I kind of like doing it. I like organizing that data. Um, and then I'll use that raw data to maybe then convert stories or even update my LinkedIn mm -hmm. or even think about accomplishment statements for myself. Because I think part of it is like, oh, look at these things I did last year and I can see the totality of it. And I actually always feel a little bit good. Like I, I'm like, oh, I'm not as useless as I thought I was. Right. That sounds really intense, first of all. But it does sound like a really good way to keep track of your progress and seeing what you have to improve on. So that's really cool. Yes. I think what I, I always share when you hear like this step, just like the vision board idea, mm -hmm. if you're new to these things, it always sounds intense. But yeah. for us trying these things out, there's a progression. Like I didn't just get there right away. This is like almost four or five years of habits now, right? So, mm. um, and, you know, for someone listening, don't be freaked out about like, oh my goodness. It's more like, huh, that sounds interesting. Or what could I do that's similar? And then you just practice some things and yeah. test out. So for today's episode, I thought maybe we talk a little bit about some stories of where we failed getting a job or maybe in an interview. So I'd like to ask you, Elena, can you maybe share a story of uh, when you failed to get a job that you really wanted or not really wanted, just failed to get a job? Yeah, for sure. I've definitely had my fair share of like not getting an interview or um, not doing well in an interview. I think one of the ones that I remember the most was when I got an interview for this place called Squish Candy. They actually don't exist in Metro Town anymore. I'm not sure if the downtown location is still there, but I basically had a bad experience all around with that interview. Um, for one thing, I came too early to the interview and I was kind of just- Too early, like how early? Yeah, um, I came like Six 10 hours? minutes early. And um, too early? I think that's too early for like, if you're going to be standing in the location that you're supposed to meet the manager at. Oh, I got it. So yeah. when I came in, uh, the manager was actually on his break. So he, he wasn't going to come leave his break to interview me. So they had to uh, get the assistant manager to interview me. And I think that threw me off to begin with because I had already like kind of made that connection with the original manager and I was thinking he was going to yeah. be the one to interview me so then they brought in a new person that I wasn't really prepared to talk to and then when I had um, the interview they brought me to a spot that wasn't really private and I think I just that wasn't really what I was prepared for like usually I'm used to interviews being like in the back room and like yeah. no one's listening to you right um so I think that definitely threw me off. And I think 
I felt like I was very qualified for this job. So I didn't really prepare super well for the interview. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had to take a while to think for each answer, which just showed that I maybe was unprepared. And then I noticed that she wasn't writing anything from my interview down. So then I think through my head was just like, oh, your answer sucks. That threw you up. That threw yeah, you up more. exactly. Yeah. Um, and then at the end, she asked for my availability. And at that point, I wasn't even really sure of my availability because I didn't really know my school schedule. And I was kind of just like, oh, I think I'm like free here and there. Uh, um, so it could and sound then, like you're non-committal almost. Yeah, point. I think I was trying to sound like I was flexible, but then gotcha. it just ended up, you know, it sounded like I didn't know my schedule, which in all honesty, I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I never heard back from them. So it was very safe to say that I didn't get that job. I didn't crush that interview. Um, and so I was kind of down about that because I was like, oh, I feel like a candy shop would have been such a fun environment to work in. <laughs> I uh, worked in a candy shop for like, I don't know, 20 years. My mom used to own a chocolate <laughs> candy store. So I'm telling you, was not that fun. Sounds fun. Anyway, oh. no, no, no. anyway, continue. Yeah, but to make matters worse or to rub a little bit of salt in the wound, I walked by the shop a couple weeks later and I saw a guy from my high school who's like two years younger than me and he was working there yeah <laughs> and I was like this guy got the job and I didn't <laughs> like what is that yeah but it was fine I think I learned in the end that like first of all don't show up super early and <laughs> stand around looking really lost um also to prepare adequately for your interviews and just to know your availability before you go. I mean, it's fine that I didn't get the job. I ended up getting a job a little bit closer to my career field. So it worked out in the end. And, and you didn't get cavities either too, right? So that's probably Yeah, good. no, yeah. That, that's very true. I mean, yeah. your, your story, thanks for sharing. And, mm-hmm. you know, share. it's always hard to share when things don't go well, right, in our life. And, and, and it's interesting to hear, like, a series of small little things, right? Like you're thrown <laughs> off by this, but they all add up, right? So like, mm-hmm. if you just take not being prepared, which is like confidence, then that means you're just mentally sometimes unprepared for all these other curveballs. It's like studying, right? You know, exactly, it's just like, yeah. if you're thinking, I got it, I'm studying this way and I, I need it to be this way. I need it quite, like, it's really hard to like, mm-hmm. you know, go into your test and have it um, come out the same way. And I, I kind of chuckled a bit. You said like, early I mean I think 10 minutes is not that early but you're right like it just more in the context of what you imagined that's throwing you off like three times in a row like I imagined I should be standing here but it felt awkward <laughs> I imagined I should be talking to the manager but I wasn't and then I imagined I'd be in a silent room I mean I kind of laughed when you said that <laughs> not to be me but you know it's like I mean, who was really actually eavesdropping on your conversation like probably no one right like <laughs> it, it, the, the ambient noise and the people walking by it throws you off right because you yeah. had expected something else and so um yeah that all adds up to the you know sh- you know showing up uh, yeah exactly the, the one thing I also really like that you said is sometimes we try to convey flexibility but I I want people listening to share that sometimes try to practice being specific even if you don't know because it 
conveys a different level of commitment, whether that's right or wrong. Like, so even if you don't know your schedule, you, if you imagine you're like, yeah, I'm available these e days and these evenings, mm -hmm. but I'm also, you know, available to see what happens or something like that, right? Like, you yeah. know, specific, it, it almost shows like, oh yeah, she really wants this or committed to the truth. But, you know, <laughs> often if you're like, oh, I don't know, it just like can make an impact of how you end your interview. Like mm -hmm. you, don't, you don't know, do you want to work here? How much do you want to work here? Exactly. I need someone who's committed, right? Those sort of things. But enough about me. What about your experiences, Rob? When was a time that you failed at getting a job? Or an interview? Oh, I mean, so many times. I mean, <laughs> you know, I, I resonated with you where you said, like, I'm not, you didn't think you're good at interviews. And, uh, you know, my reframe is I'm still practicing. But yeah, I, I, I was, uh, I, I get very nervous. I'm a, I'm an introvert at heart. Mm -hmm. So I really struggle with interviews. I, I, I'll go with one. I, when I was um, a high school teacher, I applied to uh, this private school. Uh, and drop the name. <laughs> yeah, it, it's okay. It, it's a lovely school, St. George's. And at the time I was working out in Surrey and I wanted to be closer to home. And I had been teaching for four years already. Like, so they're looking for a science teacher. They're looking for someone. I think it was a like part being able to sub and be flexible. And so I had a interview with three people there. And as soon as the interview was over, I was like, oh, that was not good. Mm. Much like you, because I've been teaching in my head, I'm like, I got this. Like, mm -hmm. you want a science teacher? I, you know, I, I'm shortlisted. I think there's like three of us. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to go in and talk about what I love doing and what I've been doing. And so I, I mean, I laughed at, like, I really didn't prepare very much at all. Mm -hmm. And it really showed up. And I remember at the end, like kind of, the the one of the interviewers the the head was very generous actually with like feedback and said yeah I really liked you the other two liked this other candidate and they felt that you talked too much which is like mm -hmm. a big problem I have now too which people don't believe that I was an introvert but anyway it was because I was just like talking off the top of my head right and just speaking whatever came to mind and so that's why I, as soon as I left, I, I wasn't sure, but I just didn't feel good. It just felt like, bleh, like yeah. long winded answers about who knows what. Um, and so for me, the one big takeaway was I got an interview immediately a week later at the school that I actually eventually got hired, Burn Creek Secondary out mm -hmm. of, uh, in Burnaby. And it showed like within a week, just by preparing, doing some different things, I had a friend who walked me through, we did a mock interview. He said like, Rob, you're talking very monotone and point all these things out that really made me realize like, I have to write these things out. I have to record myself. I, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get this job. That's been the approach with some of the jobs that I really wanted. And so part of it is this person who helped me um, sit down we do mock interviews all the time and, and it's something that we continue to do like probably now that's like 14 years later or so. Right. Um, wow. So yeah, a lot of learning <laughs> and uh, just this recognition of when you're qualified, I think you have to be a little bit careful because that's yeah. when you almost get cocky, right. Or like, yes. not cocky. You just like, you don't prepare as much. I agree. I think also like interviews is one of those things that you do have to practice at. 
like there have been times where I've applied to jobs and I haven't even wanted them but I've wanted to just see if I can like get an interview to practice yeah um there was one place that I did that and I thought I would get the job because I thought (laughs) I thought the interview went well but I didn't get it but that's another (laughs) another thing can I pause you there yeah. For their listeners, I mean, what Elena just did is a real high-level strategy. And I've talked <laughs> to people about doing this. It's like, why not practice interviews with places you don't care with, like a study, yeah. like a like a practice exam. Exactly. Then prep for the thing that you really want. But rarely do people do what you did. That's really impressive. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit risky because if they want to hire you, then it's like, oh, I have to turn <laughs> like, it down. I'm <laughs> uh, working here right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, but I was also wondering, has there ever been a job experience where you struggled a lot or that maybe you didn't necessarily enjoy so much? Oh, man, every day. Uh, <laughs> Are you saying you don't like your job right now? So I, I think I want to be clear, you know, there, you can really like your work and you can really like That's your true. work and have days when you're like, I don't know if I can do this. And so I think that happens to me all the time. Uh, imposter syndrome lives very mm-hmm. strong. Um, I think of like the transition when I went from high school teaching, which was such a big identity for me, like, the, mm-hmm. you know, teaching as a science teacher, that was at that point. 14 years of my life so then I transitioned to UBC it's actually my sixth year now I started January 3rd 2016 and I knew it was going to be different obviously but the parallel here it's like a grade 12 student going to first year university you Mm. know it's going to be different yet cut to all of us in September oh my goodness like you know it's like what's going on like it's it's different yeah it's it's very logically like yeah we know it's different but when we're in it you're like oh my goodness this is different yeah exactly how I felt like that January February my confidence was low I really struggled um I felt like I had to prove myself uh I I probably did a poor job of building trust with others Mm. uh I was just really wanted to like provide solutions and help. Like I like, like most people helping people, Mm -hmm. but I mean, that's assuming that they need help or I'm not even listening to what help they might need. So, I mean, that two months was like a real, real tough time to the point where I almost felt like, why am I doing this? Like, ironically, the job I really wanted and I knew, I, and I, you know, really prepared for, and I was excited to get the role. Cut to two yeah. months later, just like in October, November, what do a lot of first years say? I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be at UBC, right? These sort of things, right? Um, and so, yeah, it was a struggle. And, and, and to make a story short now, um, what really helped me was actually writing things down and actually strength finders. I mean, which mm. is why I'm so passionate about Clifton Strengths and yeah. doing that. It was actually... Um, I got certified and that really made me do a lot of reflecting and inward reflection and recognize that there was a lot of things I could control and do better with. And that, mm-hmm. that helped me for another good bout of productivity until November. And, you know, like, oh, okay. so, you know, that's a roller coaster. but yeah, I mean, I want to share transitions because I think um, a lot of people feel like 
they're the only ones that experience this when they're you know doing something new and i think all of us do to some extent mm-hmm. and, and if people aren't showing that they're lying or they're doing a good job of like <laughs> managing their outward yeah. exterior how about you a lot of the first jobs that i had i don't i don't know if i struggled or i didn't like it maybe a bit of both i worked a lot of seasonal jobs just for um just for some extra cash um like warehouse sales and that was a lot of just like hard labor where there was no training. Aritzia or what kind yeah, of warehouse? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Aritzia, yeah, so. plenty. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think you definitely don't really feel appreciated as an employee there. Mm-hmm. And since there's like no training, they forget about like giving you your breaks. You're just super tired by the end of the day and you make minimum wage. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely not something that I enjoy doing or was happy doing. But I think, even though I didn't know it at the time, I think that slowly helped me discover what I need in a workplace to mm-hmm. be happy. And but like money doesn't buy you happiness. Exactly. Like you're getting paid, right? But yeah. it's not enough. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I just needed a place where it felt like more meaningful work and that I was actually using the skills that I have um, and just feeling like appreciated. Just figuring that out and like, what I wanted in a workplace was really important. I I love that though. Like, you know, there's learning from all little small short-term work. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of students I meet will be like, oh, I haven't done much. And they downplay these things, but yeah, knowing what you don't want or what's clear for you, those, all those little experiences, even, you know, volunteer, they add up. And I Mm -hmm. love that you're able to kind of look for that thread there. What's your takeaway from our failure stories today? I think one of the main things is that there's always something to take away from a failure if you just reflect upon it. And instead of like beating yourself up for it, just thinking about how you can improve, looking for feedback, if that's possible, practicing with interviews and um, not being super arrogant (laughs) about Uh, things even if you're qualified for it and just figuring out what you want is really important what about you that you just have to do things I know that sounds so like (laughs) that sounds so like that's all you're going to say right I mean in both you know in these stories what is common is you still have to put yourself out there Mm -hmm. and 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 it's really easy when you go through failure to protect ourselves, to want to feel safe and shy away. Mm-hmm. And you just don't learn as much. Like, so even though I can remember when I didn't get the job, what it felt like, I can feel like what it felt to be rock bottom in February struggling. Like mm-hmm. those are really important things in my career. And they were really crucial for me to move forward and improve. So mm-hmm. it's, it's the, uh, I, if I was a if I was running a company, I would maybe have a slogan like "Just do it," something like something like <laughs> oh, that. Oh, I don't yeah. know. That one sounds yeah. really familiar. Oh, it's so good. Mm. I think I'm gonna write that down. And copyright <laughs> it. Just, just, just do in it. case. Just, just do it. I just thought about it. It sounds really good. Mm. All right. To wrap up here, um, we're, I'm gonna do something different here. Surprise! Okay. I'm gonna get you to guess some movie quotes. I love movies. I'm a huge movie fan. And I know from uh, working with you that you have difficulty with movie quotes. I, I do too, yeah. uh, uh, remembering them. But I thought, let's, let's just try to ask you some 
movie quotes here. So uh, my first one, ready? Mm-hmm. You have ready, to guess so. the movie. You have to guess the movie and um, the character if you can. Oh, if this you is can. so hard. <laughs> okay. All right. Hit me. It does not do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live. That's really inspirational, um, but I have no idea where that's from. Um, do I get any hints? Yes, it's a movie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I literally have no no thoughts in my brain right now. I feel like I need a um, like impersonation, a voice impersonation. <laughs> Oh, I'm terrible at accents and impersonations. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh this, I'm so bad. Let, I'll try. It does not do. <laughs> it does not do well to dwell on dreams and forget to live. You know That's, what? It's not even close. Not even you know close. what? It sounds like an old man. Uh-huh. Um. It is. So, it is an old man. Okay, I don't know that many movies with like iconic old men i think like, iconic old men. like what a category what is the one of the first ones i thought of was dumbledore it is dumbledore what yeah amazing but My i impression must be spot on <laughs> yeah it was pretty good it sounded like an old man um, <laughs> yeah just old man there's too many harry potter movies to narrow well, that you down got, you got eight to choose from um i'll just put on like a random number yeah. generator right now I'll say like the fourth one. <laughs> uh, it's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Or oh, the first one. in Canada, Britain, the Philosopher's Stone. Okay, yes. I got I got one more here for you. Oh, man. <laughs> Torturing me. Yeah. Ready? Yeah. With great power comes great responsibility. responsibility. I know this one. Oh my goodness, you can't get that that fast. Sorry, no judgments. No judgments. Okay. Great. <laughs> One of my friends says it all the time, and I'm just like, yeah, I know that quote, but I don't know where it's from. Okay, you got three seconds to guess here. Three, two. I don't know. Lord of the Rings. One. No. <laughs> Spider Man. Spider Man. <laughs> oh, you know what? I've been um really sad that with covid i'm like not comfortable going to theaters oh, I know. i've been trying to block out all of the spider-man contents so i don't it's get any impossible. spoilers yeah that's why yeah. i saw it the first weekend it, oh, it was just oh, like smart. just before i'm going to tell you the ending everybody no <laughs> okay what one quick one ready do or do not there is no try that's my favorite quote of all time it's like just no i don't know that one do do or do not <laughs> There is no try. I think that's a terrible impression again. Come on. You know my favorite movies that I like. Oh, it's from Star Wars. Oh, yeah. Is it from, uh, who says it, Yoda? <laughs> Yoda. Empire yeah. Strikes Back. Yeah. Empire Strikes Back. My favorite quote of all time. Amazing. All right. All As right. always, a pleasure, Elena. And mm-hmm. uh, to everyone listening, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time listening to our stories. And if you would like, you can email us at careercarrots with an S at outlook.com. You can send any questions, comments. And uh, if you have a question, maybe we'll try to feature it in a future episode. We also have an Instagram. The handle is careercarrots. And so you can follow us there. We got some career carrots in my garden.